<laughs> oh gosh did you hear about them like making Sokka like not sexist in like the last airbender he was sexist i'm sorry i'm confused <laughs> no like Sokka like hated girls and now they're like no he he should like come in with like a full like knowing how like of how how all women body parts know and and like you know the first time that like i heard about it it was just like it was like oh, okay this is pretty like solidified that i'm not gonna enjoy the last airbender live action and i just feel like that's my my own fault that's not their fault they can make Sokka racist for all i care what uh, i'm so <laughs> excuse me <laughs> whoa <laughs> on the play but he is black so his racism would just be towards white and asian people is he i mean he's brown they're like they're well no like canon they're not they're not black but like they're uh you know they're brown people they can't be discriminatory towards other brown people well that's why that's why god invented blood bending hey everybody welcome to the last minute podcast i can't (laughs) i uh i am one of your hosts i'm david robinson world famous comedian um filmmaker student um, uncle and substitute teacher. I am joined by my lovely co-host, the Leisha Be Live. Hi, <laughs> I am a radio personality, and um, I do things like talk for a living. It's a great time over here. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so today is a day of hearts. It's a day full of love. We are on our way to Valentine's Day, and in that, we're going to be talking all things Valentine's Day movies, romance movies, and all that above yeah lovey-dovey ookie pookie today we're talking about our seven favorite valentine's day mo- movies our list of our best valentine's day movies Leisha has a list i have a list and we're going to be going through those and seeing who truly has the best valentine's day movie on their list me um <laughs> uh, but first let's talk about some news so like uh this past week uh abbott elementary came back with an hour-long special yes um, i love Alla- abbott elementary have i watched the new episode absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) well i did i tuned in um it's funny i literally i resubscribed to hulu just for abbott and so i feel like that kind of speaks to how much work that show was putting in for all the little industries and it makes sense for like why they're backing it so hard because it really is that good and it really is bringing us in did you see the little ad that had like the backpacks like the 3d backpacks in la yes i was like yeah this is why black people need to get paid more literally that's like some of the best marketing that i've seen for a show in a long time like that exactly. was very good uh it did look like it was like two seconds away from like falling apart falling, but it's so yeah. crazy that i feel like that was their intention like right but like imagine if you're on like the 405 and you like get crushed <laughs> by a backpack <laughs> that's gonna be the next thing we hear about quince is gonna be going to jail because the letter b killed a family of four <laughs> we're not saying that that's funny guys i'm sorry i mean it's it, it's no 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 no. it won't be funny if it happens but like it's funny now <laughs> yeah yeah percy yeah percy. oh yeah percy percy percy's coming back for season two we love to see I that should as like percy jackson stan og they did a good job was it perfect no because never film and tv adaptations of books are never perfect but i think it no. was the best one beside
despise, you know, that movie that we don't talk about no more. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a movie defender, um, but not gonna lie, you know, like as being a One Piece fan, and like we got our live action adaptation this year, um, and so now I kind of understand what it's like. You know, I was never part of that crowd with Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or anything like that, and so like now I kind of understand, and like it gave me give the Percy show a little bit of grace, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to come. I might have gave it a little too much grace. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but we, you will hear more of this conversation on our full review of season one of Percy Jackson episode. Wow. Um, yeah, if you guys can tune into that, that'll be up after this episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, what what else do we got? Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So Mr. Mrs. Smith came out at the top of February. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is pretty much the like Valentine's Day like media that they're trying to push. Um, like the Hollywood Reporter has an interview up from um, like four days ago and it's pinned to their page. And so like, I'm pretty sure like that's what Amazon is trying to lean into is that this is their love show. They don't have like a cheesy right. rom-com that I've seen. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something, but like... I think you're right. Right, but this is this show is a blessing, honestly. I started the show, then I told Leisha that we should talk about it on the podcast and now she is ahead of me <laughs> in the show and she was on like episode one yesterday yesterday so uh we are we are not done with the show um but that review will be coming out soon too but like i love it i love anytime i get to see more donald glover on screen like that is that that's just my favorite thing in the entire world so all i'm gonna say is i think it's trying too hard but i love it that's it that's it's all I'm trying say. too hard all i'm gonna say we're gonna leave it to the i don't know Okay, okay, okay. We we don't have to talk about it right now. We don't have to talk about it right now. Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) But the um, (laughs) the next thing coming up is the Oscars, the ninety sixth annual Academy Awards. Um, And so I thought we'd talk about some of our thoughts on like what the Oscars is going to be for my uh, screenwriting class. I'm I'm a senior at North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University at Geek Pride. I'm almost out of there. Oh my gosh! And then I can run free and do whatever I want with my life and be poor on the street if I want to. But I just want to be done with school. I don't, I don't, I don't you know, like, I, I really just want to, I want to be done. <laughs> I don't want to have to say I'm a, I'm a student ever again. I love that for you. But let's, let's like ixnay the last part of like, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to be homeless on the street, but like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to be a student either. You know, they're in the same bucket. Um <laughs> so so yeah so i have a screenwriting class and so we're talking about um uh, having like a competition with like the the oscars and our predictions and all that so i guess we can just go through like some of the bigger ones and talk about how we feel about it um so uh lead actor we got bradley cooper for maestro coleman domingo for rustin paul giamatti for the holdovers killian murphy for oppenheimer and jeffrey right for american dang fiction see i know who's probably gonna win but i have who i want to win <laughs> who do you think's gonna win uh oppenheimer for sure you yeah oppenheimer is definitely the one that i think is gonna win but i i think also paul giamatti has been getting a lot of big talk for the whole that is true. but i want coleman he did his part in Rustin. I haven't seen Rustin. Can you tell me, like, what's Rustin about? Like, is it looks like a, a, a typical old black man movie, but, like, what is it? Oh, yeah, I got you. So, yeah, it's he's the advisor to MLK, and his name is oh. Renoir. Maynard Rustin, and I think he was the first openly queer, like, person in the civil rights movement that we know of. 
And he not only was he advocating for racial equality, but he was also trying to get people to understand that queer men of color also deserve to be a part of the civil rights movement. So it's an amazing movie. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's had to say 85. Huh. Okay. I did not know that's what it was about. I, I definitely am going to check that out now. You know, MLK and I are birthday twins, so. Period. Interesting. Okay, so he's definitely a contender. Like, people think Bradley Cooper did good. I don't know. I haven't seen Maestro. I saw, like, a couple of clips, um, and he looked like he was doing a very good job. Like, you know, he, he looked like he was acting for real, you know? You see Bradley Cooper and things, and it's it's, you know, he's doing his comedic acting and things. And it's like, nah, like this time he was like working. But I still think that Oppenheimer, because of the intensity of how that movie came out, I think that mm-hmm. he's... I'm, I'm still, I'm going for Paul Giamatti just because I think everybody, like the behind the scenes people want him to win. I, I think that's going to be my vote. Interesting we didn't talk about the only black man on this list. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 the only other black man on this list, Jeffrey oh. Wright. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I haven't seen your movie. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I don't know. And it's crazy. I don't know. It was giving like Netflix movie to me. And I, not that it was bad, not that it was like good. Just, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like it was cinema, you know, like it didn't feel like it was what people would put on this list, but I'm surprised and I'm happy that he's on the list. I hope he gets um, something. That's all I'll say. Supporting role actor. We got Sterling K. Brown, American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Really, I think it's just a competition between the bottom three. Um, I think Downey, Gosling, and Ruffalo are pretty much the only ones really fighting for this. I feel like they're just going to give it to Barbie and that's going to piss me off. Like Barbie's a great movie, but it's just like... I think this is going to be an Oppenheimer win. Like I think Robert Downey Jr., yeah, I think he's got this. I still think that Barbie will have like a real, like it will be a very close situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Because a Just lot of people were talking about Ryan's performance in Barbie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's controversial, too, because of all the news around, like, you know, Margot not being on the list and yeah. Greta not and being Greta. on the list. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe Barbie needs to take the win for this one. And I have yet to see Poor Things. I, I really want to see yeah, Poor right. Things. Guess Mark Ruffalo is really a high runner on this list. I just haven't seen that movie yet. I just need to take him out of the Hulk one time in my brain so <laughs> I can see him in other movies and like like it. Well, you got to watch him in like Now You See Me. Okay, I'll check like, out. He's, he's a really different character in that and like really, really good. I feel like that's some of his best like acting and that's probably such an insult to his career but like Now You See Me is probably like the best thing I see him in. Wow. But um, <laughs> he does really good in that movie and I love it and I feel like that's his pocket of being like kind of frustrated and angry, but then turning out a smoother kind of guy. Cause like in the Avengers, I don't know. I like him, but I just hate that. He's so like, I don't know, like, Oh, let's not get him. Let's not get him mad. Let's not let him be. He's so held back like emotionally, but he does good in that pocket too. But actress in a leading role, Annette Bening, uh for is this Niada? No, Nyad, um, oh, Lily Gladstone. Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Sandra Hewler, uh, Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Emma Stone, Poor Things. I think this is an Emma Stone win. Yeah, I don't know. I think she really came to clean house. Um, The only other thing I thought about was Lily Gladstone. I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon. Like, I haven't seen a lot of the movies on this list, but um, I think Lily Gladstone uh, is probably a good 
second pick if you're not trying to pick Emma Stone. We should definitely watch some of these and then come back and report our findings before the Oscars if we can. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely should. Actress in um, supporting role. This is one. We know this one. Uh, Actress in a supporting role. Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, Daniel Brooks, The Color Purple, America Ferreira, Barbie, Jodie Foster, Nyad, uh, Divine, Joy, Randolph, the holdovers. This is going to Danielle Brooks. There's go to Danielle because if it doesn't, it's anti-black. Because Danielle exactly that role and took it for her own. Thank you. Exactly. This like if they give this to her, this kind of washes away the whole Oscar so white thing for real. Because like she deserves this, and if they can like really be like we see that their job. (laughs) Yeah, if they can just do their job for this one, like that would be like that that would be the best thing possible um I feel like everyone Brooks, in that category would agree that she also deserves it so. because she was she was sophia on broadway she was sophia now in the movie it's basically the renee rap effect but to the highest degree but better and that's no shade right. to renee like i love her no no but. to no shade it's just facts like it really was an elevated um an elevated role like i love that for her absolutely well best director is not that interesting not gonna lie <laughs> Um, disrespecting all the directors in one go it's it's really not that interesting because it's like all your movies are nominated for so many other things that like kind of speak for your directing and the fact that Greta Gerwig isn't on this list kind of makes me like not really care about this whole category I understand because it's like what what are we grading then like what are we grading no you're so, right because the fact that like the Barbie like um where is it like I think it was like it's something uh production design if, if Barbie is up there for production design and that's an extension of the directing team right why would they why not is... be in the director category exactly and it's there for costume design and pretty much at most other categories um animated feature film um the boy in the heron elemental nimona robot dreams and spider-man we know that spider-man should win this <laughs> sips water <laughs> we know spider-man should win this but i'm voting for the boy in the heron just because miyazaki like they're gonna give it to him like there's almost no i don't see a future where they don't give it to him i don't know yes see did you see elemental yeah i did and that's the one that i was gonna go for okay. but only because in my heart of hearts that movie spoke to me but miyazaki's taking that if uh, if spider-man doesn't get it absolutely like and honestly it's like i loved across the spider-verse but i'll say it i said it and i'll say it again like and it, this is a critique a lot of people have is that you know like it it's an incomplete movie like it yes. it's a part one without a part two like it's definitely hollows part one without part two it's, it's it's just gonna be like we're waiting for the end game to this and so like and it's strange because like infinity war is the best marvel movie like end game is really good but everybody can agree that infinity war tops it but i don't know if i feel that way about this just because it, it really left me so feeling incomplete and it leaves the narrative on such like uh and they stopped writing like <laughs> and then they stopped writing like that's literally all it gives at the end of the day so i i really don't know that across the spider-verse is going to take the win for this if there was like a visuals category then like i think it would win but yeah um okay last category best picture so a long list for this one american fiction anatomy of a fall barbie the holdovers killers of the flower moon maestro 
Oppenheimer Past Lives, which is a very interesting nomination, and I love that for them. Honestly, I wish um, I wish I had gotten the chance to like see it before today because I feel like that's a perfect movie to talk about for a Valentine's Day episode. Um, but it, we can save it for the Oscar-nominated movies episode. <laughs> Last two are Poor Things and The Zone of Interest. I feel like this is going to go to Oppenheimer or Maestro, but is that what I want? No. <laughs> I think it's either going to Oppenheimer or Barbie. I feel like they'll give it to Barbie because of all of the news, but I don't think that that's what the they drama. were thinking before the news came out. Yeah, and I think Poor Things is a good contender because there is no drama around that movie, and it is really good. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be amazing to watch Barbie win, though. Like, I think that would probably make the Oscars worth watching. For sure, but... Are but I, I, I vote for Oppenheimer. I don't know. Well, we'll find out on the Oscars, shall we? Yeah, we shall find out someday soon. Let's talk about what, what were you like thinking about in criteria for being on your list? Just movies you love that are romance or like was there a specific like ranking of how you put them together? Yes. Okay. So the first one that I'm giving my number seven is not black. So let's just start that off. But um, <laughs> okay. I thought in my head which one made me think that all men suck <laughs> <laughs> that's what you think of when you think of a love movie what, what yeah. leaves you with the feeling that like i hate men always and i'm right because <laughs> it's like if this movie makes me feel that i hate men it's clearly doing something right because it's making me fall in love and i'm like why aren't men doing this mm, okay so i see what you mean now men, but you are my criteria the, okay. The romance is to the floor in real life. So. So if it gives you a fictional man that is so non-believable that it makes you hate the reality of men, yes. it is top tier. Top tier. Okay. Top tier. Okay, I rock with it. Let's hear it. Let's go. I say all that, and literally my first one has Hansel in it, and I hate that for me. Because <laughs> Hansel is problematic as hell. This is a very problematic man. Wait, so so your number seven is a fault in our stars? Yes, it is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, hear me out. It's not because of Hansel's funky self. It's because of Shailene. <laughs> Are you saying Hansel? Is his name not Ansel? Ansel Hansel? I don't give a fuck. He's... <laughs> <laughs> I think previously to all of his debacle i really appreciated that movie like i sobbed like it was very emotional i love movies that traumatize me like and make me sad <laughs> so i was just like the story was amazing also i loved the cinematography of it like it made me like it looked all light and airy until it wasn't <laughs> until it wasn't i think that that was a really good book to movie adaptation in my humble opinion oh, yeah. but um yeah that's number seven and after this it's black af <laughs> okay um it's crazy that you're an Ansel elgort fan i can't believe i'm that not i never um, said that about me in, in a past life um i'll join you because i definitely have several of his songs on my apple music and they're on several of my playlists and i don't know which ones they are um so i'm not gonna go and look through to remove them you know what i'm saying so at least i'm not giving him money listen i haven't heard his song in my rotation in forever but it do be playing in my head a little bit i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> i'm appalled okay my number seven is what 
if this is uh Daniel Radcliffe's Harry Potter number eight, it's hard out here to be a wizard. Um <laughs> so my like criteria for like these romance valentine's day movies are like you know like i love love but i also love like a good awkward comedy aspect that's like putting you into um like pushing the narrative for them to be together you Mm -hmm. know i love that like unrealistic universal push that you know be happening and so like that's kind of my criteria i love that stuff and this was like this was like right after deathly hallows part two and Mm -hmm. so like i was itching for daniel radcliffe content and then i saw this trailer online you know like when you would be like 10 11 and be on youtube and looking at like raunchy as movie trailers for movies you would never watch um oh i'm lonely in that yeah you're alone lonely also very very Um, Anyways, uh, <laughs> what if uh, I'm about to look it up real quick because I want to see what year this was made. Honestly, wait. Okay, so when you look at when you look up what if it's the movie has two titles. It's what if and then it's the F word. Um, Maybe it was, it was a different re- one in a different country. Well, because I think it was released probably in the UK first. Um, Seventy four on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, I'm 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 up. David Stock's up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, it was released August 8th, 2014 in the US. Oh, wow. My birthday, the best day of the year. Wow. But it says 2013. Well, it's probably debuted in UK 2013. Okay. The F word released in some countries as What If is a 2013 rom-com film film directed by Michael Dowes. What a British name. From a screenplay by Ellen Mastai. <laughs> I swear I can read y'all. Based on the play Toothpaste and Cigars by TJ Daw and Michael Rinaldi. It stars Daniel Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan as two young people who meet and because she has a boyfriend decide to become friends. The supporting cast includes Megan Park, Adam Driver. Yes, that was the first thing I saw him in. His Kylo Ren emo ass. Yes, that was the oh first time God. I ever saw him. <laughs> Um, Mackenzie Davis and Rafe Spall. Several nominations, including Best Picture and one Best Adapted Screenplay in the second Canadian Screen Awards. Oh, I'm up. Yeah. You think, okay. All right. That was a I'll fire movie. I'll leg up because of Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, yeah. It's magical. Um, My number six is superior to your number seven. And that's just what it is. At your mama, not me, because I'm right. Um, It's Moonlight. No oh. one can tell me that Moonlight isn't a superior romance movie. And if you believe that, your noggin's not right. Okay. It's not right. Because I'm sorry. What about that story is not romance? Tell me. Um, I've not seen Moonlight. <gasps> Give me your black card right now. Hand it to me. I'm black. I'm an ally. I swear to God. Clearly you're not. Because like what? I'm sorry. It won Best Picture at the Academy Awards. It won Best Kiss for the MTV Movie and TV Awards. What else did it win? Came out in 2016, if you didn't I'm know. I'm such a fake movie fan. <laughs> um, Best Supporting Actor went to Mr. Ali himself. Eight nominations at the 89th Academy Awards. I'm done. What I need you to do is repent and watch Moonlight. It's on um Max. It's on Hulu. It's on Amazon Prime. It's literally everywhere. So watch it. Thank you. I'm about to look up what Moonlight is about. Wait, can you tell me? Three different sections of this man Kyron's life. So you see him as a child when he's a young oh. boy growing up in Miami. And then, well, he grows up in Miami at 
like as he's older, but you get to see like his childhood, you get to see how he is as a teenager, and then you get to see how he is as a man and living in Miami, being wrapped up in a lot of stereotypical black things. And he falls in love and realizes that he is a gay man and having to adjust from the stereotypical strong black man who is out here doing bad in the community, how he is now using and moving his manhood into like kindness and like doing things for the community that helped him raise him. So yeah, it's amazing. And 10 out of 10, I mean, Barry Jenkins directed it. So what else do you need me to tell you? I love a character study too. So like that, that's going to be really exciting to look through. I think this, this list uh, that we're going through is a good little determiner of things to put on our watch list as well. So I love that. I love that. I will definitely be watching Moonlight soon. My number six is The Proposal. Um, I respect it. Have you seen The Proposal? Yes. Okay. So I watched this when um, we went on vacation to Florida and it was like just on TV because like the Wi-Fi was so bad we couldn't put on Netflix or nothing. So we were just watching TV. And I was so shocked. And what's crazy is it came on one night and then it came on the other night. So I got to watch it twice. And I, I really got to absorb it. And, and like I was just so shocked at like how much I really, really was – into their story and their love story and it was and, and like i said i love a little like universal pushing us together type thing but this was right. kind of like taking a back burner to that and it was like they put themselves in this position you know like if it was real life it definitely wouldn't have happened but i think like they did a good job of conveying that these people were like falling in love with each other i mean it, how else can you like not succeed with a movie you got um ryan reynolds and Sandra Bullock in a movie together and they're kissing and hugging and stuff like like the movie was like it was like every time it was giving mediocre movie they would like push it up to like Oscar worthy performance movie oh. like like really like I, I really enjoyed that movie and I feel like you know the plot isn't as like thick or you know vast as some other movies um that have a great love story but like the proposal was like it was pretty solid like I really felt for them people I didn't cry but like I, I really like I, I think that it deserves to be on my top seven list for real like Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 45 and I will have to humbly agree because are you dead ass I love a good cheesy calm but like that's <gasps> not gonna be in my top list it's just it's mediocre it made me believe in love oh wow I love that for you friend how could they I'm hoping that you believed in love previous to this because you are in a relationship but I can neither confirm nor deny these claims. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. Next, next, next list. I mean, next number. We're on number five. Hmm? Love Jones, period. If you don't put Love Jones on your best romance movies, you don't know love. One, it came out in the best year ever, 1997. Thank you very much. Also, if you haven't <laughs> watched it, our it's Lord, 1997. <laughs> <laughs> if you have no idea what Love Jones is and you're living under a rock, let me explain to you. Lorenz Tate's fine ass. Plays <laughs> <laughs> Darius, who is an aspiring writer. And falls in love with Nia, with Nia Long's fine ass. I thought who you were saying Nia, bro. Oh, Nia Long is. Mm. And she's an aspiring photographer. So a writer, photographer, match made in heaven. Let's, fear, let's figure this out. And also, this will come up again. So keep that in mind. Um, they have an instant connection at a club. Well, at a, ch- um, a meeting at a club in Chicago. And again, 
Lorenz Tate's character is a poet because he's a writer and he he does things who and says things that only only a fictional man can say only a poet could say it will make you twist your toes and say baby let me call somebody to fix me because <laughs> this movie will have you ooshy gooshy and ooshy gooshy but at the same time, there's so much like real, raw, authentic love in here. And like, it's not perfection. That's the one thing that I love about this movie is that their love is not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very realistic way to depict Black love. Because a lot of times we don't get the most realistic captures of what Black love means. And I think that mm-hmm. that's why Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 76. Thank you so much coming for my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've also never seen Love Jones. Not a shocker. Um, what is happening right now? <laughs> it's not a shocker. I don't know what you what, what you expect from me. Um, I probably like... I've probably laid eyes on it because my mom has watched it a bunch, um, but I've never actually like paid attention. So like the plot. Okay. But it will be another. And I know there's so many people that are going to be like, oh my God, like, who is this man? Where no can one. I find him? Like, <laughs> let me. where can I find him? We need to, we need to make need him to disappear. Him. <laughs> we need to help him. I'm going to get kidnapped and I'm, it's just going to be a bunker with a TV screen and a bunch of black ass movies. So my number five is The Big Sick. Now, this is this could actually contend to be higher on my list. I'm not going to lie. Um, have you heard of The Big Sick before? No. Okay, so so do you know who Kamel Nanjiani is? Yes. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 98? Hell yeah, I'm up. Okay. Wow. So basically, <laughs> it's like the real life story of how him and his wife got together. Now, there are like, you know, it embellishes and exaggerates some things. It's pretty much how they got together. And so basically, like, he's a stand-up comedian um this girl like loki heckles him and then they meet up at the bar later they get together it's all cute for a little while but like you know he's uh, from a family that wants him to marry a certain type of person obviously and uh he's always being set up and he has to like hide that from the girls that he actually dates and so she kind of discovers that he has been on these like you know little setup dates for these arranged in, uh, marriages um till because his family wants him to marry like a good indian girl like you know yeah. and so he didn't find his Karen from the new mean girls. So, um, he been, you know, looking at these white girls. And so oh he God. always, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that a little crazy to say? Not a Vantica. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so like he, he meets the girl that heckled him and then they've been dating and stuff. And then she finds out that like, Oh, she doesn't understand like the whole, like, arranged marriage thing but also it's like bro you hid that from her so like yeah yeah so then they break up and she gets sick the the big sick and so she gets sick and then she's like out for most of the movie and it's really the story of like him kind of like coming to terms with how much he loved her and how much he wants to be there for her despite her you know not wanting him around anymore and it's very beautiful because it's like this kind of like this kind of like instinctual like service of love that he like has to do you know and i felt that way i mean i'm a i I gotta jump and help everybody if i see i can help somebody i'm that type of person so like uh, it really like i felt seen 
because I was like, bro, like he he really feels like he doesn't have any other option other t- than to be there for her because he's gonna feel shitty otherwise. And it's beautiful the relationship he be- he builds with the parents. Uh, the dad's played by Ray Ray Romano. It's kind of hilarious, um, and yeah and it's like his his real life love story with you know some exaggerations and i don't know it it made me cry when i saw it in theaters um i had no idea what i was really getting into when i watched it for the first time and i was just like very 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 deep into this story and you know obviously it hit me because i'm a stand-up so like i was like i get this guy's life like i very much get this guy's life so i mean i was gonna watch it until you said ray romano so oh i'm weak (laughs) but my number four again a black ass movie because we're black as fuck here the best man holiday no not any other best man just best man's holiday like they're all good but like they're like below 10. Again, start to the cast because they're black and fine. Please. We've got more chestnut. I'm done. Um, Tay Diggs, Regina Hall, DC Supremacy, uh, Terrence Howard, Sanaa Lathan, Nia Long again, period. And Harold, oh my God, I don't remember how to pronounce his last name. So sorry to you, Harold. Um, and then we've got <laughs> Ronica Cohn. And it's pretty much 15 years after they last got together in Best Man. They're all college friends and there's antics, but there's love and it's Christmas. And why would you not want to fall in love at Christmas? Um, there's lots of beating down the block because, you know, you got to you gotta let some women know not to fuck with your makeup. So I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 70. I think that Rotten Tomatoes is anti-black. It should yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is definitely crazy for that because this is basically a 100% movie. I don't know. At bare um, minimum, it needs to be a 90. Yeah. Um, I have seen this movie. I feel like it does the black thing of cutting the corners filmmaking wise sometimes, but it is still like narratively like I was like really feeling for these people. And it is like, you know, the Black Avengers Christmas special, if you will. Like it, it really is that. And growing up, like I didn't understand this movie at all. And then like I watched it again, like maybe a couple of years ago. Um, and like I was like, wow, this is crazy. And honestly, it really just stems from, like, niggas always lying. Like, really, that's really what it stems from. You didn't have to reach through the screen, grab my neck, and say, yeah, y'all be lying. (laughs) No such thing. But I will add, don't watch that TV series that came out recently. Okay, Okay, I got, like, three episodes deep into that. Is it not worth it? Like, I mean, do what you wish. But, like, I'm not watching the shit I did. I was actually enjoying it. I mean, I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but I thought it was more on brand with that friend group than the Christmas movie. Not gonna lie. Like, they got into way... No, not, like, in the sense of, like, it wasn't true to them, but I felt like they got into more antics in the show, and you got to see them work as a friend group more, you know? Like, versus them always having some drama. I just feel like it was too far apart from the other ones like i didn't need it so i'm not gonna watch it because i don't need i don't need it it's already a perfect series i don't need you to come and do a tv (laughs) series now like 30 years later like i don't need that that is true that is true i can ask my mom what she felt about that because i think she watched the whole thing i love you beth cooper okay now this sounds crazy now i I know another white ass movie i love it so 
I love you, Beth Cooper. I watched this like when I was sick, when I was like 10 years old or something. I've always loved this movie. I think it it perfectly explains like like who I was like in like middle school, high school, like the guy that's always like you have this idea of this perfect girl that you will never get that you like are in love with. And but then you don't really know what love is. And I feel like this movie puts this dude through the test of like you said you love this girl in front of the entire school that's like how the movie starts you know like i love you in front of everybody that we know so like balls to the wall he did it and then it's like the whole movie he's like oh my god like maybe i shouldn't have said that Mm. and then at the end of the movie he says it again and he's like no i meant it and i just love that i don't know i love that like he he had every opportunity to be like, nah, I, I, I fuck this girl. I can't do it anymore. But it's Hayden Pinatier. How do you say no? So, it, like, he literally does everything, breaks his damn nose, like, crashes cars and everything just to prove he truly does love this girl. But then I hate it that he didn't even have the balls to, like, really try and, like, go after her. Like, I don't know. I Like, the movie ends on such a bittersweet note, but, like, I really do love it. Um... Mm. yeah i don't know um <laughs> but definitely like shout out to hayden finitier and i think like who who else is in this um not megan good lauren london she's in this i don't remember it all the way but i do like remember the storyline and i remember being like i wish somebody would come to my school and profess their love to me and expect me to just fall at their feet like please <laughs> i don't think he and, and then she and then she went up to it was like so you 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 really said that shit huh right like that's me <laughs> i'm i'm hating like are you serious right now <laughs> so yeah that's my that's my next one all right number three on your list top three another, another quintessential black film and if you tell me that you've not seen this goddamn film, David. I I <laughs> will literally explode. The movie is the 2000s classic Love and Basketball. I have seen this. Thank God. Oh, my God. I was going to have to go late. So, Sanaa Lathan again, because we see a trend. She's just a bad bitch. Um, Omar mm. S. Their childhood friends who aspire to be basketball players and shit goes down and shit ensues. That's all I can say. Watch this. <laughs> shit <again>. ensues. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. The quintessential part of this movie is when they are playing for each other's love in basketball and they play a little strip basketball. And I think that that is iconic. However, comma, I will add, I will add, I will add. Wait, you said two different scenes. You said when they played strip basketball and when they played for their love. Those are the best scenes in the movie. Yes. However, (laughs) I need to preface that Quincy is a toxic man and wanted her to not have her career. So like, take that as you will. He was definitely wrong in that movie. Like, I, it was like he messed it up for himself for no reason, really. Exactly. Like, that's my main gripe with the movie is that he made such a ridiculous character turn that I was like, bro, I would not fumble a baddie like that that but fast. You would, though. But y'all okay. do, well, though. That's okay. the thing. Y'all okay. fuck it up for yourselves. And then okay. later, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So that's why I'm saying, love <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it's the most realistic movie on my, <laughs> on my 
it is no it is a very realistic movie just because like love be so unfortunate like that like it really was like i was very unhappy with them all the time and i feel like if i knew them in real life that you would be unhappy with them all the time yeah 100 percent. what's yours friend okay top three so now we're getting into territory of movies that have absolutely made me cry um okay number three is no strings attached um when i I think of like right i when i think of like a rom-com love movie i think of that and um the the other one um oh friends with benefits Benefits? i loved friends with benefits but it's number 11 oh okay yeah yeah no that's why it's not even on my list at all because i think no strings attached is definitely like superior to that Mm -hmm. um so like no strings attached it's like another one of those movies where it's like um they start like having a situationship. They're, you know, friends with benefits, no strings attached. And then one person gets feelings and then another person gets some more feelings. And then they're like, oh, you have feelings. And they're like, oh, why do you think I have feelings too? And they're like, oh, ew, you have feelings. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to run away now. And yeah. it's like, oh, wait, no, I love you. I love and then they're like, wait, I, I love you too. And then they date for a little bit. And then it's like, I actually hate being with you. You know, I I don't want to do this anymore. You know, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore because I caught you like drinking the milk. It was the last of the milk. Like yeah. that's how big the problems be. And then like a day later, they're like, "Wait, I love you." I still love you. And that's the plot of the movie. But I love this. This one really got a tear out of me though, because at the end, when he's like, um, "It was Ashton Kutcher." I remember he was like, he was like, you know, you can't like call me like that. Like if you're if you're not gonna be with me, then like I, you can't come near me. You can't touch me. You can't kiss me. You can't call me. And then she was like, "Oh, bet." And then she kissed him. And I was like. <laughs> <sighs> Natalie Portman is top tier white women for that. Like, really, like she's on the list. I'm sorry, it's just factual. And so, like, I, I really like this movie. It's definitely the best of that genre of like, you know, we're sleeping together and then we fell in love. Top two. What's your number two? That I'm rooting for everyone black, including Miss Issa Rae, because when the photograph came out in 2020 that i have never seen a better movie it has 75 on rotten tomatoes but again we have learned that rotten tomatoes is anti-black yes it's true so it's whatever her mother passes away that's christina and she was a famed photographer and her daughter isa or may is like going through the motions of losing a a family member obviously her mother and having to go through her belongings and her things and seeing photographs because she's a photographer. So she documented everything, including the love of her life that she never got to experience all the way. And I won't tell you why she didn't get to experience it all the way. But while May, the daughter, is finding out all the details about her mother's love story, our girl Issa is thrown into her own love story. Oh my gosh, no way. Right, and it's with a rising journalist played by fine ass Lakeith Stanfield. Not gonna lie, I, I I do love him becoming like the heartthrob of black men. I, I I like it. It's a good look for us. I love it. I love it. And they dive into their own relationship, and I love how like pure it felt. Like it just seemed like both characters just loved each other at the purest form, and it wow. was so innocent. And like, oh my gosh, it was so good. But at the same time, it was amazing to see the mother's story while the daughter's learning it Mm -hmm. as she's finding out her own love while this man is helping her figure out her mother's past. 
I'm like, ah, ah, I love it. But yeah, you can watch it on Peacock. I mean, I came out on February 14, 2020. So I mean, it has to be a quintessential Valentine's Day movie. You know what's crazy? It's like, I didn't see that and it's COVID's fault. Like, I didn't see it. Yeah, I will say like, that it more, but it didn't because COVID. Yeah, because I was supposed to like go with the school to see it um, because like a bunch of people were going and all that. But um, I like didn't get a ticket, and then I was like, "Oh, I'll go see it." Um, like sometime next month, and then sometime next month, uh, we were you know locked down, scared for our lives. So unfortunate. But I can watch it on Hulu, as I've just discovered. So I'm really excited about that. I think that that's like such a positive like black love movie. Because one thing I like I don't vibe with is that a lot of black love movies are like the the front half of the movie is like these women or or both of them that have gone through some like crazy crazy trauma 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 mm-hmm. and then the last like 30 minutes is but i can help you yeah you know forget all that terrible stuff that we just watched you go through for like 45 minutes i love you let's go we'll be together cool yeah and like the the photograph definitely gives a more positive careful loving vibe of like a realistic couple Yeah. And it's not perfect. Again, I think I like love stories that are not perfect on purpose, but I think that this is better than that movie. What's that movie with, oh boy, from, where is he from? Black Mirror. Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah. That movie. That What's that movie where they were driving beyond Black Bonnie and Clyde? Oh, uh, uh, Queen and Slim? Yeah. Yeah. You go on TikTok right now, they're having a rant about Queen and Slim and it deserves a rant because- Oh, wow. That movie, now looking back at it, I have some fucking words, but that's it. That's why I wanted to say that because a lot of people expect black movies to be like this, like really like aggressive love. And I fucking hate that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I loved the photograph. But what's your number two, friend? Number two. Um, my number two is Stuck in Love. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. Seen no, I don't think so. It's another like trashy white people movie. I'm so sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> Stuck in Love. It came out in 2012. Oh, it had Logan Lerman. I'm not. <laughs> this this is like my favorite kind of movie too because it has like three different um, like plot lines going on at the same time. Ot. But it's about this like family of writers um, and them just basically going through their little love story. So like the dad is like was like a recovering alcoholic and he was a writer. And then the mom left him and uh, the daughter is at school and she hates the mom. And they're all like really good writers, apparently, because all their books get like so much praise and love and all that. And so she's like writing a book, but then she doesn't want her dad's opinion about it. And it's like it's like a bunch of like, you know, upper middle class white people drama they live on the beach it's basically the summer i turned pretty with like older people in books um (laughs) but (laughs) but no but like i really do love this movie um so the the dad and the mom storyline is like him trying to like get over her but like realizing that like to get over her doesn't mean what he thinks it means you know because he's already like banging somebody else and like trying to be you know busy and stuff but he keeps asking about her and he keeps like low-key stalking her yeah he's just trying to because he thinks they belong together and the movie proves him right which i don't entirely agree with i i wish the mom could have just had a successful um relationship uh outside of her family because i believe in that but 
uh yeah and then it's the the older sister and logan lerman a very good logan lerman performance the the boy cannot help but be charming um and she's you know not like other girls and he is just too sweet for the world and so it's that kind of relationship i love to see her in things honestly i just you know she she's so good she just doesn't get in a lot of good stuff i don't think and nat wolf Mm. oh yes and of course it's nat wolf yeah so naked brothers man is the reason like i joined band in middle school elementary school you know like i love the naked brothers man so i saw he was in this movie it was it was an instant watch so like i i didn't care how bad it was gonna be but like i do love this movie so much um and it's got oh the girl that he dates in the movie was in scream uh six well for the listeners she was the redhead in uh scream six um the roommate and uh yeah so there so basically like i also related to his character a lot because like this was definitely the type of girl i was attracted to in like middle school high school um no not redhead specifically but (laughs) she had a bunch of issues at home and like she like her life was a mess basically and he was like helping her and he was very stable and stuff i guess even though he had his own issues but like he kind of like quote unquote saved her um and well, I don't even want to say saved her because I feel like that's just like they were trying to white savior him. Do we need to have a therapy session? I No, I mean, was I therapizing myself? I'm just saying like that's what was going on in the movie. I'm just telling you what was happening. I uh, you said that this is similar to who you would go after. Are you OK? Oh, well, you know, like I, I feel like I, I like the type of uh, person that made me feel like needed in a sense, you know, like I don't know. Like that's kind of what I was into. Um We'll talk offline. Okay. <laughs> Was that too much? I'm sorry. Was that too much? <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, love Nat Wolf. His name is Rusty in this. And so yeah, Stuck in Love it is pretty good. It got a 57 on Rod Tomatoes. So like the critics think it's trash, but like uh seven out of ten on IMDb. I I I agree. It's like a high seven movie, but like it, it really touched me emotionally. So like I love this movie. Number one. Now this here, this right here, this right here is how you make a good ass romance movie. This is the bar. And we need to all just start making movies that are either above or at the bar. I mean, 2014, Beyond the Lights. Beyond the Lights, Jesus Christ. I don't have to say anything else because if you think I'm wrong, critics gave it an 84%. Thank you. Um, I'm mad at Netflix, but like, who's not mad at Netflix because it used to be on what, Netflix? Why did I think movie. Michael B. Jordan was in this movie? It's Nate Parker. Why in my what? brain is it Michael B. Jordan? I mean, I can see Michael doing this, but no, Gugu, my girl, give her more roles, okay? Honestly, I mean, he gave her some more in Loki, but like, we need more. We need more. Oh, this is Renslayer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes. No way, dude. Yes, this movie is Gugu playing a singer named Noni, and she's a very overbearing mother, and you know how they do in Hollywood. The mother is controlling and the manager of everything, and Noni's literally losing her mind because she does not want to do music the way her mother is controlling her. So trigger warnings uh, for suicidal attempts. But after that, Nate is kind of her savior in a way because he does end up saving her. Um, 
and he's assigned to be her bodyguard. And from then on, they form a beautiful, intense attraction for each other. And he learns so much about her and, like, helps her see the value in herself and makes her feel like she is the only person in the world (laughs) or singing involved a little bit. It's literally only, like, two scenes. Um, MGK's in it. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the cast list. What does he do in this movie? He is Noni's like very like toxic uh fake boyfriend. Wait, his name is Kid Culprit? Oh yeah. no. But oh, like no. Well like as the character in that, it makes a lot of sense why he plays that. So he should change that to his real name. So he's pretty much doing it himself and it's pretty dope. But okay. like besides that, it's just a beautiful story about helping someone find their true identity again and helping them gain the confidence to remember that they're a bad bitch without or with you. I honestly think that after we record this, <laughs> I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all I remember about this movie is like uh, all the commercials. Like I just remember it being on all the time like i remember just seeing the commercial for this movie all the time and it was really annoying that's why i never watched it this makes me so interested based off purely the cast list because kid culprit should definitely be machine gun kelly's like real rapper name danny glover in this and he plays a character named david i love that all right um my number one is i think just the best romantic comedy that exists I think it is like the definition of romantic comedy. Like, and it's another one where it's like a three storyline type thing. I love that in movies. I love that in like the Valentine's Day. Honestly, okay, Valentine's Day, the movie is probably what we should have watched and like added to review to this because I love that movie. I think it's a little shitty. It's a little like all over the place, but like I love a we're following 18 different characters and it all comes together in the end type thing. Um, and that's what this movie is. So my number one is Crazy Stupid Love, uh, starring Steve Carell, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, um, and other people. I can't remember who else, but <laughs> but like genuinely, there's this is a stacked cast, and it acts like it. Who? Oh, Marissa Tomei is in this. Hot Aunt May is in this. Oh my gosh! Like the whole. I'm sorry. Well, is that not? Is that not how I should refer to her? Is oh my that, god! That's that's one of the that's one of her uh, accomplishments. She is the hottest Aunt May. I'm sorry, um, right. but. Yeah, but Crazy Stupid Love is so good. So it follows this family. Well, you don't know that it follows a family, but like it follows this basically this whole family. Um, and the parents are recently divorced, and the oldest daughter is uh well, okay. So the parents are recently divorced. That like I I damn near already spoiled the movie, but okay. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> But it's about like all these characters like falling in love, falling out of love, trying to find love, redefining love. Like it's all about crazy, stupid love. And it really shows just like all the the ways that people will go about trying to satisfy the need that they have for love. Like whether that be like approval or, you know, satisfaction or just, you know, romance. Like I feel like it, it really does like do a good character study on like 
how all these people approach the idea of love because some people are cynical towards it some people are naive about it some people are reserved about it like I think it really just does a good job of showing a bunch of different people. And I've loved this movie since like, I guess basically it came out. Cause like, it really spoke to me as a kid too. Cause like, I, I like the comedy parts of it, but why are you giving me that look? And like every time I talk about childhood, it's not trauma. I'm just saying <laughs> that <laughs> I'm just saying that I really uh, like connected with like the idea of seeing all these different characters, like go through like real life and like, you know it is a bit of a universal push towards the comedy aspect and the romance aspect but i don't know it feels real and i love it like and like the cast how can you not want to watch steve carell in a rom-com for like an hour and a half like he's in like uh, he's in like some of the best rom-coms that exist so like unpopular opinion i guess love steve carell's more serious roles oh okay he does eat as a serious actor too I would rather him be a serious actor than a comedian in my personal humble opinion. So you would prefer like the one from like the the therapist show versus yes. this one? Versus yeah, office I, versus everything. Oh God. <laughs> I told you I'm destroying your favorite shows, right? I do think I no, we're really destroying your favorite shows. I'm on season eight of The Office, by the way. I am I'm almost sorry. done. I'm almost done. This is the part where Steve Carell isn't in it. So but I'm um, sorry that you're still watching it. So, yes. Yeah. I love Crazy Stupid Love. Like, that is such a good movie to me. I feel like the listeners yeah. let us know who had the best list. Well, okay. Because it's really like, I mean, I feel like yours has a, a easier chance to win. Um, because if you don't pick your list, then you're racist. I'm sorry. Like, I yeah. like you have six black movies. I have zero. Um, it's not looking good for me. Um, it's giving Oscars so white. But I mean, if I had to say, like, I think I agree with a lot of your list. Like, I think that if we were to put them together, what do you think would be like the ranking? Like, oh, putting um, both of us together. Um, Beyond the Lights is number one. Beyond the Lights, I think, is a more serious, dramatic movie than Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. Um, probably better written, but I, 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 I will, I will put my hands up. I don't know, so <laughs> we can leave that as it be. The photograph is definitely better than Stuck in Love. Um, yes just off of optics alone and what it's about. I'll give you no strings attached because of the toxicity of Quincy. Right. Okay. Cause that, that movie makes you walk away feeling like men could do better yeah. and, yeah. and love and basketball does not. <laughs> yeah. Um, best man holiday, definitely better than I love you, Beth Cooper. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, love Jones. I'll fight you on that. Cause I think big sick is better than love Jones. Okay, um, we can I know I ain't seen it, but I think, okay, we'll allow it. Um, Moonlight, uh, clearly better than the proposal. Um, I really, I can't compete, unfortunately, I fear. Uh, and then I'm not going to lie, I think What If is better than The Fault in Our Stars. Um, yeah, no, no, I can give you that. I can give you that. Because the Dan Radcliffe of it all and like, because it also, I just feel like the legacy of A Fault in Our Stars is so like tarnished now because yeah. all the other little movies that were trying to be that failed like so much. Isn't it everything, everything or not everything, everything, but like the one that has Baby Rue, what is her name? Amanda Love. No, I think the, is that not everything, everything? Well, yeah, it's better than that one. Okay. But I mean, like all of them because of fault in our stars suck because like another one i think of is like the um the cole sprouse movie mm, five feet yeah. apart and like that wasn't terrible but it was also like 
I've wow. seen this before and like y'all aren't touching my heartstrings as much. There's another one that I like loved with like Emma Roberts. I can't remember the name. It's on my, it's on my letterbox. I don't know. But like, yeah, the sick kid movies are always pretty like, okay, but nothing tops Fallen Our Stars. And it's very clear. Well, thank you for telling me my list is better. Oh, um, I don't know if I said that, but <laughs> Um, we can agree to disagree. Uh, you guys can tell us who had the better list. Um, uh, you know, is it my pale ass list over here, or is it Leisha's list of luscious chocolate color? Um, remember what month it is, and remember what month it is for sure. <laughs> Always got to remember what month it is. <laughs> All right, I think that wraps up the podcast. Woo! First episode. Oh my god, are we dying after the first one? <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean to Thanos snap us. I just meant like, I just meant like this was probably it. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining us on this wonderful journey of uh, first episode with us. Yes. Do you want to give them a sneaky peeky of what the next episode is going to be? Oh, yeah, for sure. We got a bunch of stuff coming up. We got a bunch of stuff coming up. You know, like how long Subway Sandwiches is, is like that much stuff. L-O-L. Our next one is is percy jackson next one is percy jackson after that we got um mr and mrs smith i think and, and then last one we've got so far is avatar the last airbender live reaction watch avatar the last airbender uh the live action coming out at the end of the month we are really looking forward to that um will it be lit or will it be trash come and find out you kind of already know what it's going to be but that's neither here nor there <laughs> right there's like actually like a very low percent that it will be any kind of lit um but, <laughs> uh Alicia, is there anything you want to plug for uh today Anything you got going on outside of this? Follow the Instagram for the our podcast, Last Minute Pod. Follow us on TikTok, Last Minute Pod. Follow me on Instagram at La- at Leisha B Live. That is L I S H A B Live. Period. Um, you can follow me at D R O B J O K E S uh, on Instagram. D Rob Jokes. Everybody says drop jokes. Like it's a little confusing. That's why I spelled it out. But D Rob Jokes on Instagram and pretty much everything else. Um, yeah. Um, please follow the podcast. Please share it. If you enjoyed even a little bit of this, you know, tell a friend, tell us, we'll be your friends. We are your friends. We are your friends. Who else but your friends would talk to you about movies for an hour and a half? Who else? And tell you what's the best ones, which were mine. Yeah. I mean, that that's up to you, you know, <laughs> catch us on the next episode of the Lit Last Minute Podcast. Have a wonderful day, you guys.